everyone, and welcome to the 121st episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hi, guys. How's it going, man? Uh, I'm exhausted. I mean, uh, I, I could use a vacation. Oh, man. It's it, it's coming soon, though. It's coming soon. Three weeks. Oh, man. Can't wait. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's getting toasty here in Japan. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> it's starting uh, to warm up here, so yeah. I feel you. Yeah, definitely. But uh, something I am happy about is I am currently, as we speak right now, my PS4 is in rest mode. I don't know about how your PS4 is doing, but mine's in rest mode because I am at the precipice of completing Persona 5. It's been been a long journey for me, longer than usual now that I have a teaching job here in Japan. Uh, But I am almost done with a Persona game. (laughs) And that is that is a that is a great feeling. I'm, it's def- a, I'm definitely actually wrapping up. I'm actually enjoying Persona Five. It's actually my quote unquote second, but this mm-hmm. would be my first time actually getting as far as I did. So yeah, yeah. So I'm actually enjoying it. It's very well done, and I'm a, I'm I'm happy to say I'm addicted to it. So. Yeah, it's good good to hear. Finally, finally, a Persona game has gotten you. Yes. 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 What have I been missing this entire time? I know. So yeah, I would say my my time my time tested uh, uh, advice for people coming to the first time to a Persona game is just stick it out longer than you think you need to, and eventually it'll get you. Because Persona games are notorious for having kind of slow openings. So, but if you can well, get past that, once it gets going, it gets going, and you'll like it. I felt I felt that way too in the in the opening segments of the game, but then yeah. once it finally opened up for me, you could say that this game has taken my heart. There you go. Uh, I guess you could also say the, the same kind of thing for for Kingdom Hearts in a way. For you know, uh, Kingdom Hearts one to some extent, like I, I could see a lot of people like getting to the Destiny Island segment and being kind of bored by it, like because it's mm-hmm. you know it's really relaxed. It's a really relaxed way to start a game, and like definitely, you hear all the time about Kingdom Hearts 2's opening, like the the six hour tutorial, as they as they call it with Roxas. Like, so I, I can oh my god, that was yeah, that was such a pain to get through when I did when I started up 1.5, 2.5. So yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I got to do this again. Exactly. So, like, I can definitely I can definitely understand, you know, when it comes to Persona because Persona. Uh, at least it, like Persona 4, for example, that's like a solid one to two hour opening where a lot of nothing happens. <laughs> and uh, Persona 5, they try to remedy it by having like a really action packed like first 20 minutes. And it's real good. The first like 20 minutes of the game. But after that, like first 20 minutes, it 20 minutes ish, like it really uh, takes a nosedive in terms of like actioniness <laughs> not uh-huh. not necessarily in like quality it's still good but it's definitely like uh more of a low point in the like intensity of the story and it and it sort of stays there for like a solid maybe two hours and then like oh holy crap something crazy just happened and then okay now the story gets going well and hopefully then, kingdom Hearts 3 will kind of have that it's like yeah. you know we don't we don't have that six hour you know tutorial yeah, be more like won't. yeah yeah so we'll, we'll see we'll see how that that works out yeah kingdom hearts 3 is definitely going to be interesting it's it's very ex- at the very least it's got it's going to have an experimental opening from a kingdom hearts standpoint especially when you played 0.2 and saw the ending yeah. and the secret ending and exactly you know how it's going to begin so it's like so well, it's hopefully like, whoa, we don't have start, to go through that again they're gonna start there wow like that's that's new I still, though, I still hold down deep in my heart of hearts. I think I'm suspicious of Nomura. I don't think it's going to start there like 110%. It's going to start like right there. I think what will probably happen is that there's probably going to be some sort of like short prologue section. It may not be related to what Sora is doing, but it might be. Just follow me here. It might be. Like uh, Zehanor, young Master Zehanor and young Master Ericus doing their little chess game. It might be like that scene, a little bit of that time time frame, like playing out. There might be like some of that, and then 
you know, the stuff they talked about in, in 0.2. That's that's my guess, is that it's not going to 100% start, like, right where it says they were going to start in 0.2. Like, they might have, like, a, a little bit of a prologue, and then they'll get into it. That's my guess. We'll, we'll see the, how that goes. Anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com and... Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania and UltimateWeapon.com's Twitter, which is at UltimateWeapon.com. All right, so we have a two-segment show today. Our first segment is a rumor segment, or more like a rumor-busting segment. You oh, know, man. there's no news, so why not yeah. have some rumors? Yeah, there we go. We're being like everybody else, guys. We're going to talk about the rumors that aren't real. Oh, aren't you Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? Anyway, <laughs> second yeah. second segment is the question segment, where we will... Uh, I'll venture to spend the most of this episode on so yeah i'll do my best anyway uh in the way of announcements you can support us on patreon at patreon.com slash ffkh union just pledge a dollar and get access to a special podcast called please be excited our patreon executive producers for this episode are as follows we've got barry norton who is at nortron zero we have christian burge lewis james Satria Jaja Zudarma, who is at Satria six two five Ruben. We have Tyson Wildman, who is at Ty Wildman one. William Trengrove, who is at Varnish the Azure. Chris Morales, Brian McArdle, who is at Darth Brain ninety two. Dustiv Haviv, who is at Dustyvish seven seventy. Uh, Eric Decker, who is at Chaco Taco. Harley Crawley, who is at Dark ZT Okami. Uh, Jonathan Gonzalez, who is at Oh It's Just Johnny, Josh McNabb, who is at J2K9, and Churro, if you can take these last ones. We got Michael Graham, Thorin Bolin at Massacre23, Zach Duranto at ZDurano58, Alex Troutman at Akira Namjin, Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson, Darren Matthews at Doomster73, Jason Rivera at NeoArcadiac, Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J, Julio Carrillo at Dead Demon Two Two Five, Keith Field at The Mighty Keith, Mario Herker, Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail, Muhammad Quaim, Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore Neck Ninety Five, Perry Ramstad, Rachel Casterton at Ora Yun Ray, v- Vita Nitas at V underscore Tron Five Thousand, Zach Porter at Porter Paradox and Zelda Clown at Apes Type Novels. And be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. So if you guys have any burning questions, anything you guys want us to answer uh, or talk about on the show, please send us that in the form of a question to khuquestions at gmail.com. All right, for our first segment, the rumor segment. Yay, I guess. Yay. <laughs> it's a very you know, tepid yay. So I guess it's that time again, you know, where we're like three weeks away from like E3. And, yep. you know, that's when everybody flies off the handle with all the rumors coming out. Yep. Not not to, not only is it, you know, a couple weeks before E3, but it's also in the middle of a really, really bad news drought for Kingdom Hearts. So I guess it's that time of year, Churro. It's the yep. most wonderful time of the news cycle considering that i've been dealing with this for 15 years so it's like it's another year you know yeah hey (laughs) i'm getting too old for this stuff yeah the sun sun raises in the east sets in the west rumors come out before e3 and they're usually uh garbage uh, uh unless they're corroborated by you know many sources which this one most assuredly isn't so anyway, so uh, without further ado, there was a rumor uh, going around the Twitterverse and some websites and uh, every YouTuber you can imagine uh, that covers Kingdom Hearts stuff. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is having content removed so it can hit a 2018 release date. Oh <gasps> no, say it ain't so, Churro. 
cut content in a video Stop game? Stop the presses. Stop the presses. Oh my goodness. Are they going to release an Are they going to release Kingdom Hearts 3 in an incomplete state? Oh my goodness. Oh my god, that's a travesty waiting whoa, to happen. Woe is me. Also they can release it in 2018. My goodness. Well, so that's that's the uh that's the uh you know base the long and short of the rumor some other aspects of it is that like uh maybe the Osaka team is having some difficulties with uh you know moving to next gen and uh, or uh, current gen you know publishing a, a console game and you know uh you know doing all these pretty graphics uh they haven't you know haven't gotten to uh many of the worlds yet and uh, if this is sounding familiar to you, well, uh, Nomura literally said some of this stuff in January in an interview, and it's not, that's not a rumor. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, as, uh, yeah, so, so that, that, that's, that's the long and the short of the rumor. Uh, it came from some guy on Twitter. He runs some sort of like, uh, Spanish anime site. Um, uh, we, can't say whether or not he's credible. He claims his source is so, some people or some person within the development team in Osaka. Uh, that is impossible to corroborate. You know, there's, you know, there, no one else is saying anything like this. And, uh, usually, uh, you know, he's not going to be the only insider. Let me just say that he's not the only insider. He's not the only, per- you know, if he is an insider, he's not the only insider. And if usually when someone is an insider and gets an inside scoop, he's not the only one who got that scoop. And usually, you know, there'll be press people coming out of the woodwork to corroborate, you know, this as being true. A great example was uh, before the PlayStation Pro was announced, uh, b- before, you know, you know, when it was the PS4 Point five. Uh, some guy on Kotaku, uh, you know, said that, oh, I heard uh, from some devs at e- at uh, GDC that uh, Sony is preparing a mid-generation update of the PlayStation 4. And then, so you got Kotaku saying that, and then Eurogamer uh, independently says, oh, we've also talked to some of our contacts, and they've also confirmed the same thing. And then, you know, you got Polygon, oh, hey, just so y'all know, uh, we were talking to some of our contacts, and they also confirmed what uh, Eurogamer and Kotaku said. When you get a rumor like that, where there's many credible uh, sources that are corroborating the rumor, then okay, I'm willing to believe that. But when you've got like one source, and you know it's it, it's real, it's really hard to to believe what they're saying. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's where it came from, came from some guy who runs a Spanish Japanese or some Spanish, uh, anime, maybe video game website. I didn't look into it too much. I just saw the website and saw there was some stuff about Chunibyo, which is like some anime, anime series, by the way, (laughs) this is a tangent, uh, Chunibyo, it means, uh, middle second, uh, syndrome so middle second syndrome and it means like uh chu as in chu gakko middle school ni as in ni nensei which is like a uh, second year student and byo as in syndrome so this is like uh middle school second second year syndrome or literally it's like eighth grade syndrome and this is like something that uh it's basically the student's adolescent or emo phase where everything is like terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I can just say from experience being a Chugaku uh, sensei. I'm a teacher at a junior high school. This it's real. Chunibyo is real. Is a thing. Uh, we So in, in, in our school, we have two different Ninensei classes. So two, two different classes. There's uh, Nino Ichi and Nino Ni. So uh, uh, second year class one and second year class two. And uh, one class is really happy and excited and always happy to do anything for us. And the other class is like, oh, my God, the world is ending. <laughs> and they 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 will not 
they are completely unresponsive to any sort of contact. They are like, it's, they look like like the world is ending. So I don't know. That, Chidi Bill is a real thing. Anyway, uh, this rumor is not. But anyway, so now I want to get to the segment where uh, Chiro and I discuss why this rumor is not not that in, important. Chiro, can you tell tell me uh, at least give me one one good reason why this rumor is not important? <laughs> Because, I mean, having content removed is a totally natural thing when it comes to, like, you know, gaming, movies, TV shows. Exactly. It's not a new thing. Kingdom Hearts, you know, the series, the entire series itself has content removed. Literally Um, all the games have cut content. (laughs) Like, I I would say, like, uh, if I had to pick out one game that I would describe as slightly egregious i would say it was kingdom hearts 2 the original release of kingdom hearts 2 because while there was cut content there was also content that's like oh why did you cut that that's kind of important and like i mean obviously it was because of the realities of development but it was like kind of important stuff so for example the roxas battle was cut out of kingdom hearts 2 and saved for kingdom hearts 2 final mix and I mean, like even that, even Nomura admitted that it was yeah. cut because of time. Exactly. Yeah, they they couldn't they didn't have the time to to get it going. Uh, you can see there's a concept art of the final boss. You know, there was a whole nother stage of that that final boss fight that was cut. It's like this crazy huge, cool mecha that uh, they decided not to do it. And was that boss fight? you know was it less cool than it would have been i mean maybe but like was that boss fight like not the coolest thing ever like it was still cool like it was still an amazing final boss so like uh i would say based on kingdom hearts the the kingdom hearts team's track record or at least namora's directorial track record in terms of cut content i i feel very comfortable that namora won't let the best bits go you know yeah, uh, he he still knows what he's doing. He still want he knows what he wants in the game. He knows what has to be cut and exactly. you know. And if like I said, un, you know, DLC is the way to go nowadays, you know, yeah. unfortunately, but you know, it, it'll probably come back in some shape or form in the future. So, as long as the story feels complete, you know, we get a exactly. satisfying ending and the way it's been told throughout the entire game, you know, I'm you know, I'm just like gonna play like everybody else and i'm gonna enjoy my time with it the good news is that kingdom hearts is very modular meaning you know all the there are many like very distinct chunks of kingdom hearts uh namely they've got disney worlds like uh you could cut out an entire disney world in, in in pretty much any kingdom hearts game and write around any content that you would have missed because it's a modular chunk of a story. It's a like self-contained story. So if you remove the entirety of a self-contained story out of the game, like a, like a mini story out of the game, you can still make it work. Any co- any knowledge or information that you would have gained that benefits the rest of the story, they can just place that in other Disney worlds. You know, if they if they have to get to a point where they're cutting a world or if they're cutting you know something something else that's modular you know anything that is necessary to tell the main story they can just move that to another part of the story you know instead of getting one ansom report in this world you get two oh there you go you know something like that like whatever whatever was necessary from the original draft of what that world was they'll just move it somewhere else you know it's it's not that big of a deal so that's that's definitely a, a really good point is the fact that even if it is true that they're going to be cutting massive content or they're, they're they didn't even say if it was like massive content it's just that they were saying content was being removed so they could release in 2018 even if that's true that's not necessarily to state that it's going to be an incomplete experience all the kingdom hearts games had cut content all yeah, I mean, games have cut content yeah it's like that's why there are you know data files and that's why people data mine to see what they can find that was that was cut yeah you know uh you know especially in modern game development you know one of the uh chief paradigms these days is iterative iterative design 
So iterative, iterative means that uh, design ideas go through many stages, many iterations. And, uh, you know, they'll try one idea. They'll see how it goes. They'll, they'll play test it. They'll, you know, they'll do surveys within their own staff. You know, they'll try it out. And if it's good, great. If it's not, they'll change it. And usually at each iteration, there are changes and changes can mean additions and they can also mean subtractions. And I can promise you that uh, there's a lot of subtraction that has to go on, you know, in, in game designs, not, not all ideas come out of Nomura's brain fully formed. You know, sometimes you come up with your best ideas when you're staring at what is wrong with your previous idea. When you're looking at what wasn't working before, you realize, oh, wait, what if I tried this? So you cut the old stuff and you try something new. And the same thing happens in story writing. And, you know, there, you know that's, that's iterative, iterative design is just natural. So, you know, uh, I would say uh, going back to the validity or uh, uh, maybe not validity, but the importance of this rumor, dealing with the importance of this rumor, the fact that it's uh, purporting something has happened that happens in literally every other game means that this this to me feels like, oh, he's just writing a rumor that sounds plausible because it's something that always happens. And if someone's, tr- you know, writes the most, you know, one of these really safe rumors that, you know, it's, you know, they're vague and safe, so it's really hard to dispute them. Uh, you know, it just feels to me like, you know what, you probably made it up. Because, yeah, it'll probably come out someday that, hey, oh, look, there was some cut content. And then you might come back one day and say, hey, look, I said there would be cut content in Kingdom Hearts. Well, it's like if if you asked anyone when Final Fantasy 15 was in development, pretty much anyone would have told you, oh, yeah, there's going to be cut content in Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> of course, there's going to yeah, be cut content. A lot of it. Yeah. And there ended up being a lot of it. But if someone came out and said, like, oh, yeah, I heard uh, there's going to be cut content in Final Fantasy 15, they could have easily made that up. And you know what? They would have turned out right. Because it's obvious. Of course, there's going to be cut content. That game was huge. And you know what? Of course, there's going to be cut content in Kingdom Hearts uh, 3. You know, this is their first PS4 full uh, retail PS4 game. Of course, there's going to be cut content. They're going to be learning things. And some things aren't going to work. So they're going to have to cut it. Like, it's it's natural. So it's, it's not surprising. And uh, because of that, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, you guys are still going to buy the game. You're still going to play it. And you're still yes. going to talk about it. Now I I want to address the 2018 portion of this. This is the this is the only part of it where it's a little less safe because he's he's picking a specific date. So, in terms of 2018, you know what? 2018 is not out of the question for Kingdom Hearts. It really isn't. Even though I personally believe it's going to come out in 2019, it isn't out of the question. You know, uh, based on what we know about Kingdom Hearts releases, Kingdom Hearts releases generally are annual. And as far as we know, there isn't anything scheduled for 2018. So, of course, Kingdom Hearts 3 could very well release in 2018. But that being said, it's not necessarily going to happen. I still feel like uh, it needs more time in the oven. Uh, And... uh, I don't know if the rumor stated, but he never really said when in 2018 it would release. And when it releases in 2018 is a big factor. Um, so what we do know is that uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 will probably not be releasing before March 2018. As we as we uh, learned from last episode, we, we learned about the uh, financial briefing. And the financial briefing said that uh, you know, in, in this upcoming fiscal year, there will be no Kingdom Hearts 3. There is no Kingdom Hearts 3 in the upcoming fiscal year, and that ends March 2018. Now, if Kingdom Hearts releases in the next, the, the fiscal year after, which ends March 2019, 
uh, then yeah, it could release in 2018. But what if they need more time? What if they need more time and, you know, there's other games releasing, you know, in the holiday season? You know, why wouldn't they move it? So I would personally feel like it's very possible that Kingdom Hearts might release in the next fiscal year, namely the one that starts in April of 2018 and ends March of 2019. And if it does, I if it does release in that year, I am personally feeling that it will be more likely to release in the 2019 portion of that year uh, because I feel like they will need more time. And as far as like tax people and investors are concerned, I mean, as, as long as it releases in the fiscal year... You know, they'll be happy. I'm sure they'd be happier if it released around Christmas, but like as long as, long as it releases in the fiscal year, they can they can report on it in their financial earnings for that year. So I don't know. And not only that, my March has a big significance to the Kingdom Hearts series. Exactly. So it's the it's the it's gonna be the sixteenth anniversary. <laughs> is Sora sixteen yet? <laughs> is is that what this means? It could be. Yeah, you might be, yeah. <laughs> but that's just a rumor. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's just a rumor. It's just a rumor. Exactly. Oh, man. So I thought I thought it was a good idea that we should call this out. Um, th- these types of rumors, you know, because they're so safe, I-, I personally feel they're problematic because they are, because they're so safe, they're hard to challenge. And because they are hard to uh, challenge, they get propagated a lot and uh uh well hard to challenge at first glance if you really look into it you know it's kind of obvious you know you look at the writing on the wall it's may we're in a news drought it's almost e3 it's a super safe bet like of course of course it's just some guy guessing so he could post it on his website which is why i always say these type of things are what i call a wait and see exactly because because no matter what we're going to have to wait and see anyways to see, you know, if it's true or not. So, exactly. I mean, if it's true, cool. If it's not, whatever, you know, cool, whatever. Yeah. It's the game's still going to come out. You're still going to play it and you're still going to buy it. Exactly. So, so that's, that's why, you know, like I said, I've been doing this a long time. It's same story every single year. Don't get, don't get too excited. Don't get your expectations so high up in the air. Just let it come natural and just once the news or trailer, whatever comes out of it, then then you can react accordingly to it. But right now, don't worry about it. Just wait till E3. Go play play a Zelda. Go play Persona 5. Yeah, just enjoy enjoy, enjoy your time. Just enjoy your time. E3 is going to come no matter what. There's too many dang good games out right now. We ain't got time to be wasted on stupid rumors. Go play a good game. Anyway, so moving on to the question segment. Our Yay. first question comes from Mark Emmanuel. And Mark asks, what are the possibilities of Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, on e- uh, sh- uh, of a Kingdom Hearts 3 showing at E3 2017? Uh, specifically, like, I guess, showing uh, Olympus Coliseum. Any no, thoughts? No, 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 no. It's the um, oh at the, the E3, E3 Col- oh yeah E3 there's Coliseum. a there's a Ooh. thing called E3 Coliseum now where yeah that's yeah, Jeff so, Keeley's thing yeah it's a, okay. it's a new thing that that Jeff Keeley is presenting to have mm. a little bit more of a little talk to like developers and gotcha. stuff about their upcoming games so it's kind of like Square Enix presents but on a grander scale yeah for for any any studio yeah they don't have to any, set their own up yeah okay exactly. so what are the possibilities of Kingdom Hearts 3 showing up at E3 or the E3 Coliseum 20 uh, in 2017 any thoughts of a new trailer or release date thank you sure what do you think um yeah it's definitely a possibility I mean like I said Nomura's been teasing the yep. last few months and we haven't had enough another trailer since of uh, uh December 2015. Yep. And he and said we were supposed to get one in December ish until Final Fantasy 15 had a move of schedule. Yep. So. And so I think it's due time. I mean, it's yeah. even if it it doesn't have to be a release date, it can just be a new trailer. I mean, exactly. like you said, we all can live with a new trailer. We we exactly. will love a new trailer. So, is for I mean I think E3 Coliseum wise I think why not I mean 
mm-hmm. it is a good way to really get more information out of like Nomura if he's present. Yeah. On some of these things here, but honestly, it really depends on Nomura. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Nomura's more. I think Nomura would probably be more comfortable with being on Square Enix Presents than probably E3 Coliseum. I'd agree. Yeah, but so. yeah, we'll 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 have to see. Um, if I had I mean, to, uh, yeah. I mean, Jeff is still doing announcements. I mean, he recently announced that James Gunn, who directed the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, hmm. will be, he was the first person to reveal to be on the E3 Coliseum. So oh. he's, and he's still tweeting out that there will be more, you know, announcements coming soon. So we'll, if, you, if you're on following him, follow him on Twitter and you'll yep. be able to see if he announces anything in regards to it. Because exactly. Square Enix is confirmed for the Coli- E3 Coliseum. So, yes. you yeah. know, just keep, keep an eye out on his Twitter. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because, like, right now, what what do we know for sure Square Enix has? Nothing. Yeah. Really? I mean, is, if you want the, if is, you want, if you want is obvious... FF, is FF12 Zodiac Age out yet? No, it's out it's in not. July. But, so, but, so that'll probably well, right, be there. Well, well, as of right now, nothing's been announced for the E3 lineup, which won't yeah. be until probably at least another week or two like yeah, i yeah. think where we right when we get into june like right in the beginning of june yeah they'll, i think they'll, they'll start reveal they'll, they'll reveal the release. public ones like the public you know, ones like you know final fantasy 12 uh episode prompto final yep, fantasy 14 yep, Stormblood. Right. um those are like the the main ones that they're you know that people have really called that are gonna definitely be there but then you have surprises you know okay. so you know either a sony conference you know or maybe right when the doors open for E3, they'll start throwing out trailers left and right for yeah, us to watch. Yeah, so they it's do. right around there. So what I'm kind of feeling is, uh, so they're going to have FF12, uh, FF15 DLC. I'm going to guess for FF15, they'll probably have, yeah, like you said, Episode Prompto, that's the big one. That's releasing in June. Yeah. Uh, by the way, and uh, I think maybe they might show maybe a sneak peek for episode Ignis. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't know. If, I don't know if it, if they're having more DLC for Near. Yeah, that's we'll that's another one. Uh, there was some rumors about FF15 might might having uh, might might uh, possibly having like DLC beyond Ignis. So I would guess if they were going to announce that, they might do that at E3. Uh, I would also say. That might be the time to talk about PC for FF15. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, in terms of uh, the big ones, Nomura's projects, oh. namely, uh, so Kingdom Hearts 3, FF7, I think both of those will have trailers. That's my guess. And I know that's, you know, that's a little bit ballsy, I know. Well, Nomura did it. admit um, back I think at they'll the, have uh, at when he visited the, the Monaco. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he, was, he, he wanted to release a trailer there, but exactly. they denied that request. So you know he wants to get something out. I, I would say at least for, at least for Kingdom Hearts three specifically, he had plans to have some sort of trailer in December. So I, I would say at the very least, whatever he whatever trailer he was he had in his mind, you know the the types of things he was intending to announce in december that he never did i feel like that would be the kind of stuff that he will show at e3 for kingdom hearts 3 and i feel like there's a lot of real safe stuff he could show namely stuff from olympus coliseum because clearly that is uh out of all the worlds it's probably the most complete uh because it does occur uh very 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 early in the game let's just say well not only that it's the anniversary too so i think Nomar would probably go for kingdom Hearts three over seven and on top of that they're having literally what three concerts (laughs) three 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 concerts in la for kingdom hearts like of course they're gonna they're gonna do something for kingdom hearts that's that yeah uh and, and if i had to guess they'll probably show some olympus coliseum stuff now beyond that if I had one one uh, guess that might be a little bit, you know, more more of a big more of a bigger bet, my bigger bet would be that they also might throw in the release date, or not release date, uh, release year. They might they might throw in release year. Uh, the only reason I say that is because I feel like right now, if they were to release a trailer that says in now in production or work in progress at the end i don't think people are going to be happy 
It's, it wouldn't be the first time Square's done that, of course, but I, I, I have a feeling like we might. But here, but here. here's my thing though, like with the you know the the rumor that was going around, mm-hmm. you know, people are getting awfully worried about you know something they knew already happening. So yes. it's like when if 2018 does flash across that screen, they're gonna get scared. Oh my god, cut content! Right. So it's like. Um, I'm guessing that half the community would be worried and the other half would be like, yes, finally. Yeah. So, I, I have hey. a feeling like if 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 they do flash 2018 across the screen, that 2018 does not mean early 2018. If they flash 2018 across that screen, that means winter 2018. It does not mean anything else because they are not ready to release that game. They're not ready for it, so it's going to take some time. So if it's going to release in 2018, it's going to be late so they can hit the Christmas time frame. And what might end up happening is, oops, uh, we don't have enough time and uh, we kind of need some more time. So they'll take that extra time and throw it out in March 2019. So if 2018 goes across the screen, I'll be a little bit nervous because I don't feel like they can hit that. But, you know, we'll see. For me, if I see it on screen personally, I'd be like, well, let's see how this unfolds. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's how I, honestly, that's how I felt when I saw September 30th for, for 15. I was like, but then, Ooh. but then remember that rumor that happened that showed up on NeoGAF about the whole, um, the, you know, the Final Fantasy 15 standees that GameStop was yes. getting, but they had the yep. sticker to replace it. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And that. And it became true, and then everybody's all freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. When it, well, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about like at Uncovered when they announced the the 30th date. I was like, ooh, like that's a good date. That's a good date. Like if Final Fantasy 15 was done and ready to go on that date, that would be great. But from what we were hearing about Final Fantasy 15, if it was sounding very far away, like in terms of the the level of uh, polish that they were at around uncover time did not sound great. And uh, what we were hearing prior to E3 was sounding worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what we played at E3 that year was not great. The, yeah, the, the, exactly. Titan, the Titan demo was super buggy. Uh, I'm happy to say once once the game finally released in November, it was it was fine. I didn't have any problems with Titan, but yeah, at E3, I was I was nervous, you know, and you know, I, I kind of feel like the same way. If if Kingdom Hearts got like kind of an early 2018 release, I think late 2018, I'd feel okay with late eight, tw- late 2018, but I'd feel best with like early to mid 2019 but i don't think it'll go i don't think it'll go past next fiscal year i think it's going to release next fiscal year i don't think um in their portfolio i don't think they can afford to wait much longer because they need to make room for seven so and i would i would assume seven would become coming shortly after so right we will see so yeah good wait question mark. See. good question mark emmanuel moving on uh churro if you could take these next this next one the next one is from Joseph Robertson, and he said, he asks, if there were to be another defector from the original Organization 13 to join the side of light as a complete person, like Lee has done, who do you think it would be? Do you think it, any may not return or simply remain neutral in the battles to come? I would personally love to see what side Luxor ends up on. So I think, so, so in terms of who I'd want to see, I want to see Larkzine. I just like Larkzine. Yeah, <laughs> and, I like Larkzine. <laughs> I, just, I just really like her. And, I just want to see how she is before she became a nobody. Yes, and and please, please, please get the same voice actress. Please bring her back. She's so good. She's like one. She's seriously one of my favorite voice actors in uh in in the Kingdom Hearts series. Oh, I I just know her as Wendy's girl because I know she did the voice of Wendy for like a Wendy's commercial <laughs> one time. Yeah. So please, Wendy's girl, if you're out there, please please voice Larkzine again. We we miss you. Uh, I would also agree. Yeah, uh, it would be really interesting to see where Luke Sword comes from and where he, where he ends up. Uh, you know, honestly, if, if they if somebody. they do show them, mm-hmm. like 
and because you know they're going to tell them what the original intention was. Yeah. You know, so they're going to know what, you know, what Xehanort was planning, or Xemnas, in their yeah. case, was planning to do with their bodies, you mm-hmm. know, so I think that at some point they're all probably going to turn and help maybe tie it, maybe at some point when Sora and company were, are down and out and, yeah. you know, they come and turn the tide of the battle for them. So I yeah. think that's what I, that's my opinion on yeah. it. I, I de- yeah, I would agree. I, I would feel that, yeah, I would say most of them would probably feel like, What? Because most of them, it would probably be like brand new for them. They probably never heard of it. But well, I mean, don't you remember in Kingdom Hearts 3D when yeah. they were looking through Anson the Wise's office? You know how, you know Vixen and you know, I forgot his real name, Exeons. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all looking. They're all helping him look through that entire you know office. You know, so yep. it's like obviously they probably were caught yeah, wind none of, of none of them knew. But, yeah, yeah. they're not of them new, but like they were following, you know, Lee's, you know. Yeah, so so far the only ones we knew that knew were uh, Zigbar, obviously Zemnis, and uh, uh, Syax. Th- those were the those were the only ones we know had some some sort of inclination, or at the very least, after turning, they're still cool. Because Syax Syax is in, he's got no problems with it. So, well, it's it's either he's probably passed up, you know, in a in a state of mind, he's probably just influenced greatly. Like, yeah, he, he might has probably has no well. control over what he's doing. So, yeah, that's, that's the way possibility. I look at it. So far, he hasn't spoken. So, and, and I, I'm sure that he chose to be in, in the new organization, or uh, or he willingly got. Well, in. well, you got to remember that extra scene they put in. You know, two point five, where uh, you know Bragg is talking to young Zaynart, and then um, when Bragg says, you know, at the end he says, "Well, which one should it be?" And then you can you can kind of get a hint of young Zaynart almost saying Syax or Isa before it cuts to you know the reconnect, and it shows shows his body on the ground, and then when when Lee wakes up, you know, the only person missing from that group is Isa's. Yep. So basically, they they probably did something to him. Yep, you know very possible. that he's not doing it on his own, yeah, and so we'll, not we'll only that, Lee, Lee that. probably knows the situation because he was because even though he showed up after the entire conversation, he was more likely been briefed about it anyways. So yeah. that's why he went to go train. So, yep. So we'll we'll have to see how how that how that opens up. But yeah, uh, I would agree. There, there's definitely a lot. There's a lot of uh, old organization thirteen members that just. We didn't get that much about, you know, Larkseen and Luke Sword and It was kind of disappointing because like they the you know the, the entire organization is called the organization their team, but it's like they were never really together like yeah. beyond days. It's like exactly. they're only there for the meetings and then from there they're always acted like two different groups. You know, yeah. then you had the you know the the you know, the coop that they were trying to to build yeah, against exactly. you know Simness, so it's like everything was just okay. Like, that's the other one even... I want to see more of. Marluxia, bring him back. Marluxia. <laughs> I mean, of course he's coming back. I mean, they they've actually like kind of hinted at it. Like if, if you looked at the most recent trailer, you know, there's some Ooh. nobodies. They look awfully like Marluxia, right? They, and, got, and, and we even asked him. We we asked him more about that, and he answered answered it too. Yep. So we will, we shall see. <laughs> we shall see. That looks uh, quite interesting. So uh, yeah, uh, and I'll take this next one. Uh, Tom Morales asks, "What is the longest you are willing to wait for Kingdom Hearts 3? <laughs> the simple answer: as long as it takes. As like long I said, as it takes. I I have other games to play. I got exactly. other activities That's to do. I got work. I got work. I got, I got things to pass the time. It's, Kingdom Hearts three is not does not control my life, you know. Yeah, so it's like perfect. there are people who say, "Oh, I've been waiting ten years for Kingdom Hearts three, blah blah blah." It's like, it's like you know what? Go do something else. You know, don't worry about it. You know, no matter how long you wait, you're still gonna buy the game. You're still gonna play it. You're still gonna react to it. It's exactly. 
you know, no matter how long you said you waited or how long of a fan you are, it's the same story. I've heard the story a million times. Yep. And I'm going to say my, my answer is the same, but just one, one minor addition. As long as I'm still alive <laughs> until, until the day I die, I can wait. Well, until the day I die, minus the amount of time that it will take me to play and complete the game. So there you go. Uh, it's going to happen, Brandon. You're, you're still going to be alive. Okay, Don't I'll worry. still be alive. So as long as I'm still alive and I can play it, I'll wait as long as I need to. There you go. So that's, that's, all, that's all I need. All right, and Churro, if you could take this last one. This one from Postmodern Ep- Epoch? Epoch. Epoch. And they ask, do you think there's ever a chance for a Kingdom Hearts VR game? Kingdom Hearts has been been on basically every platform known to man. So do you think VR is also inevitable? Uh, that's a good question. So I think... So yes, it's it, it has been on on every platform and VR is a new very interesting platform. But it's also VR's in a weird spot right now. It's very experimental and it's also on the market and that's what's weird. Yeah, and, and sometimes and some of them can be expensive. Yes, and and it's expensive. So it's expensive. It's very experimental yet it's already sold in stores and that's weird. And because of that, it seems like a lot of big publishers are in a very much wait-and-see kind of mode with VR. And they're kind of worried that this is just going to be another one of those like 3D TV kind of things. Even though, in reality, in practical use, VR is a real new thing. It is a big deal. There's a lot of really cool stuff that you can do with VR that you can't do anywhere, anyway else. And it is, uh, you know, it is a game changer. That said, it's still very expensive and the technology isn't quite up to snuff for what people want out of VR. And, uh, we're also still learning how to make games for VR because much like with touch, uh, touch touch screens like on tablets there are certain kinds of games that you can make and there's certain kinds of games that you really can't make and more more specifically there are certain kinds of games that well basically you can make any game but there are certain games that if you do make them for vr you will probably puke if you play them Mm-hmm. And, and that is that is a big problem is that this is like one of the one of the first platforms that we have where uh they could put it could potentially cause harm to the player like literal physical harm to the player uh not not pain but maybe like a he- well maybe a headache but like uh dizziness nausea uh people have fallen in vr you know, you, you can watch lots of great videos of people falling in VR. You know, they're standing up and they're watching a VR roller coaster and they fall over because they think they're on the roller coaster. And like, you know, this is a, a serious thing. So you have to, they have to consider, okay, what style of game is good for VR? What makes sense? What's not going to get people sick? And, you know, these are very big considerations. And when it comes to Kingdom Hearts, at least traditionally, what we think of Kingdom Hearts is it's an action game, specifically a third person action game, whereas VR, generally, they are first person games. We've never had a first person Kingdom Hearts. And, you know, that hasn't really been explored. Um, so if I had to say, let's say hypothetically, there was one and uh there was a, a a VR Kingdom Hearts game you know what aspect of Kingdom Hearts would fit best in VR if i had to say and i think this is actually a very interesting opportunity is a gummy ship game where you are in the pilot seat and you are playing in first person piloting a gummy ship uh flying around shooting things you know in a you know space shooter type format and, you know, beyond that, you know, if you want to have a story involved with that, you know, just like you have with every other Kingdom Hearts game, that'd be great. And, you know, maybe it's not a gummy ship game. Maybe it's a Keyblade Glider game. But you get the idea that that type of a game where you are in a seated position in some sort of a vehicle that you are controlling. Uh, so far, in terms of VR, that has proven to be 
an acceptable form of action like an action game because a lot of vr games these days are you're in a seated position and you're doing something on a desk or you're in a seated position and you're in like you know some sort of chair someone's strapped you in or you're in a car or uh you're at a table and there's a bomb in front of you you've got to disarm it you know you have to find a way that is similar that that similarly replicates what the actual player is doing and what the what is the player doing they're sitting in a chair probably and they're you know they're they're wiggling a controller you know and i would say in terms of kingdom hearts the only activity in kingdom hearts that i feel replicates that is the gummy ship you know the characters in in a seated position and there's action going on you know you know what i would love Mm -hmm. like you know how like um the CGI movies, like yes, I would love to have one like a CGI movie with the VR. Like for example, yeah. you do your Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key character, yeah, and you see it from like their perspective. Like cause, for example, you're just standing there, you know, you're you're watching the movie unfold. All of a sudden, you know, you, you look up. All of a sudden, it's like a, one of the uh, foretellers yep. are coming right down on you to strike you. Like during like one of the cutscenes, like you experience, you know, exactly. I think that would be pretty cool in a sense. I mean, you could also have like, you know, something uh, similar to like back cover. Maybe you're in a, uh, maybe you're a test subject and you're sitting in a, uh, you're sitting in a pod or something and Mm -hmm. you're watching uh, these scenes unfold over time of these foretellers or organization members or whoever, some mysterious dudes in cloaks, whatever. Kingdom Hearts always has this crap. And you know, you're hearing their conversations and you're seeing them acting, and they're they're right in front of you. And, yeah, and I this. mean, when I um, when VR was uh, was at San Diego Comic Con, they had one with the uh, Pacific Rim, and yeah. basically it was you know you couldn't control anything; you just put on the headset, and you're actually like inside the thing of, of yep. you know the the Jaeger. Yep. Of and then you watch some and you watch a scene unfold, like yep. how it was in the movie. So it's like that's cool. You know that's that's how VR was handled before like they started doing actual dem- live demos with controllers. Exactly. So, you know, that would be pretty cool. Cause you know how like, and the cutscene in Kingdom Hearts 3d, when Sora's talking to young Xehanort after he, you know, he dies way too deep. He, most of the stuff is like first person. Yep. Cause yep. you get the perspective of Sora just sitting on the beach right next to young Xehanort. Can you imagine watching that scene in VR? Yeah, in first person. It could definitely be done. And uh, I will just add, uh, Unreal Engine 4 supports VR, supports it pretty well. Most uh, most VR experiences that you see these days were either made in Unity or in Unreal because they support all the major uh, VR headsets right out of the box. You know, your Samsung, your PSVR, your Oculus Rift, your HTC Vive, they're all supported out of the box. So, you know, if... Uh, they wanted to, you know, support like PSVR, for example, they could do it pretty easily because it's built into their engine. They could do it. They could use all those assets that they have, all those pretty character models. They can do it. Um, uh, so, yeah, it, I, I would I definitely agree. So in terms of like uh, storytelling, I'd agree. That's that's probably how storytelling would have to work in terms of gameplay. Yeah, the only thing that comes to mind is the gummy ship because it's the only thing I can think of where you sit and do actiony stuff. Because otherwise, like I can't imagine what you would be doing uh, as a character uh, in first person uh, that's you know maybe potentially actiony and not get horribly horribly sick. Uh, one one of the leading causes of uh, simulation sickness in VR is when the character that you're playing does something with their body that you are not doing uh in the real world so uh especially like uh walking or running uh if you're like using the analog stick to walk or run if it's too fast it can seriously cause uh simulation sickness uh but if uh if you're say like uh you're playing a character who's sitting in a cockpit like for example there's that uh mech game hawken where you uh, you know you're piloting a mech, but you're seeing it from the perspective of sitting inside the mech, and you see the character's body inside. Uh, there's also uh, 
that that one big space game. Uh, it's not Star Citizen. It's the other one, Horizon. I don't know. It, not Horizon Zero Dawn, but it's 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 the other big space game that that's really boring that has ships in it. They do the same thing, uh, where where you're sitting in where you're sitting in a cockpit of a starship and you're you're piloting it. So, yeah, I feel like that's the safest bet. You know, because the other the other style of VR is there's a stand up VR where you can walk around in a small enclosed area. Uh, I haven't seen that executed well with PSVR specifically. Uh, so far, the only thing that I've seen that has done that is uh, HTC Vive. Yeah, I've done, done a couple of demos at Comic Con with those. Those are pretty interesting, but it's very yeah. limited, yeah, especially very when you limited. can't see anything outside of the glass of the 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 goggles or exactly. whatever the headset. And you, and on top of that, you know, you have you, you as a developer, you have a very big expectation about what what the room setup is for the person at home. It's the you know, it was the same problem with the Connect. The Connect needed like a six foot by six foot area clear for people to use it, you know, use it properly because the Connect couldn't see too closely. Uh, you know, you had to be kind of step back a little bit. It's the same thing with the HTC Vive. You know, you need like a 10 foot by 10 foot area for the Vive to, you know, to have what they call room scale VR, where uh, it's it's the scale of your room and you can walk around. And, you know, assuming someone has a 10 foot by 10 foot area could be a big gas, could be a big ask for a lot of people, especially if they live, you know, if they live in an apartment. I can say personally in Japan, the apartments are pretty tiny. Uh, my, mine's fine because I live in you know middle of nowhere, but uh, yeah, for the you know average Japanese person, which by the way, uh, Square is a Japanese company. Uh, average Japanese person is not going to have enough space for that kind of VR, so it would have to be a seated experience. So, uh, Churo, I have a big question. Do you think yes. that this question? Do you think it will be inevitable that Kingdom Hearts will appear in VR someday? It is inevitable. I mean, though I think, but do you I think believe, it will happen with this generation of VR, like as no, we know it now? No, because yeah. it's still a young, you know, it, VR is still a new concept, yeah, you know, for gamings. Yeah. For so basically, you know, it's. I think Namor is more of a person who's willing to wait. Yeah, you know, because then you have Tabata who just threw VR. Into Final Fantasy 15, just as you know, it's kind of like throwing, you know, darts at a at a board, exactly. you know, see if it Actually, what that, it lands that, on. That's a good point because so uh, Final Fa- the Final Fantasy 15 they team they did a you know Final Fantasy 15 VR experience for E3, and so far that's it. <laughs> you know, well, it's just, and, it was just that from... experimental thing, and so far they have they haven't like really committed too much to VR. And not only that, it's like it wasn't really well received either yeah it wasn't that great really it was really it was definitely very experimental uh clearly it was more of a more of a proof of concept just that just you know just some ideas that they were throwing out there of how vr could work they had like prompto teleporting around shooting guns at a behemoth and then prompto sitting in the regalia and you could like stare at cindy's boobs or something but like that's about it so. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, you know, Nomura isn't really one to waste yeah. something like that on Kingdom Hearts. It's like if he wants to use it, then he's going to have to really yeah. sit and down if, and think if, about if even how... Tabata, if even Tabata, who really likes to experiment with, you know, Final Fantasy, if even he's holding back because, you know, clearly they haven't like said like, hey, we're definitely going to do a big VR game. If even he's holding back, then I would say that's like then of course Namora is not going to be doing it anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he had like specifically with the 3DS. Yeah, you know the whole 3D concept. You know, he was, um, he actually enjoyed that concept. He's, you know, he sat down and saw, and then he actually developed the, you know, the drop system, then the dive system specifically with yes, the 3D in mind. Yep. So you know, Namora is going to really have to sit down and look at it and go, what can I use for? you know, this and in the way of Kingdom Hearts, you know, it's not going to yeah. be as simple as just, you know, doing, you know, putting something in the first person. Yep. You know, it's, he has to go above that, you yeah. know, if, it, if it's just 
like like what, what like what we were describing where you're just in first person and you're experiencing a story if it's just that i mean things like that as of right now are treated more like a gimmick or just like a tech demo like so far there hasn't really been like too many like full products that were released like that so it would have to be you know something more than that and so far uh i don't think anyone's really cracked the code on what vr can do in terms of like a a full retail product yet i I mean so far the only really vr game that i heard that got really you know received with vr is resident evil 7 because basically the entire game's in first person exactly yeah it's a perfect fit so it you know that's the only thing I can think of so far, but everything else, like I haven't really seen. I mean, when when you when you go to like Best Buy or GameStop, and you look at the, you know, tiny little VR section they have. They're still not, you know, they're still little VR like mini games. You know, you, there really isn't a full on like video games that are being released with VR support. You know, exactly. besides Resident Evil Seven. Yep, and for Resident Evil Seven. Resident Evil 7 is not a VR game. It's a game that has a VR control option. Yeah, they, they they pretty much built the game, then they added then then they add the VR to it. Exactly. So uh so yeah, good good question. Uh we'll have to see for the future. Uh, I would agree with you, Churro. Uh, I would say uh is it inevitable? Yes, but uh not anytime soon. Another point I want to bring up is kind of oh, like yeah. uh, remember uh 3D movies, you yep. know? It's kind of like that. It's like 3D movie. Like when directors make a 3D movie, it's like sometimes the way the movie's presented can fit with it. Other yep. times they just throw a slap 3D on it because they can. Yep, exactly. It's exactly with VR. Yep. Good. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. So on to the music. So for the music for this episode, we have a very interesting cover. So I know we always have Dearly Beloved because everyone and their grandmother has done a cover of Dearly Beloved. But this is specifically a cover of Dearly Beloved from from 358 over two days. I I don't think we've had a cover of that yet. I actually enjoy the the day's version of Dearly Beloved. It seems so whimsical to me. Yeah, very whimsical, melancholy. It fits it perfectly. So this is a live live cover on cello, and uh, I believe there's also some piano as well. Uh, uh, of uh, Dearly Beloved from 358 over 2. Uh, this comes from a YouTuber, uh, Purple Shala, and uh, it's also featuring Anime Vivi and Mad Kimchi Man. I guess he's he had some pretty spicy k- kimchi for him to be so mad. So uh, definitely enjoy that. It's really good. All right. Uh, our next Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 6th of June. Uh, you can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we're number one. Yes. And, of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania, or UltimaWeapon.com's Twitter, which is UltimaWeapon.com. And remember, you can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. And if you have any questions for the show, please send them to khuquestions at gmail.com. All right, Churro. It's goodbye time. Already? Already. But you know what? Next episode, it's going to be our pre-E3 episode. Whoa! Yay! Yay! We got all our, we got all our speculations. Oh, finally, and what we th- there might be some actual news. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. Well, I mean... The last year's uh, E3, they kind of released the 2.8 trailer like yeah. like few days before. Yeah, E3. So I have maybe- a feeling though, with with us releasing on the sixth of June, maybe we might miss that. <laughs> yeah, I but I kind of doubt we it. Might, I, I, we might be in a situation. Oh man, Chiro, I hope this isn't the case, but it might be like the situation like we always have, where we record on like a Sunday or a Saturday, and then on that Monday they'll release something, and then we release our episode on. Uh, on, on Tuesday, and we look like idiots, right? Oh, but it, it, don't do that to us. Well, I, no, I, I, I wait for something big. I think yeah. either at Sony's conference or yeah. the E3 Coliseum. You know, you it. I oh, think for something as big as Kingdom Hearts three, I think they're gonna wait for the big stage. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just prefacing this. Look, if we sound stupid because. Because we released after a tra- trailer came out early or something, 
It's not our fault, dang it. It's not our fault. We tried. Never our fault. It's never our fault. Okay. I just I just wanted to say that because it's always like this nagging thing on my head. It's like every time, pretty much every episode, I always think like, oh man, I just know it. You know, this is an episode. We have no news for this episode. I just know it. On Monday, Namora's going to be like, all right, here's all the worlds for Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> Screw you, Kingdom Hearts Union. <laughs> you have to record another one. You have to record it. Yeah, you're going to have to record another one. Or even worse, you're going to have to talk about this like two weeks from now after literally everyone already talked about it. Oh, man. That is the, that is the real hey, reality. Hey, it was worse we when we were with. doing these shows once a month. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it definitely it definitely was worse in the past where we'd be like a month late to news that came out like a day before our podcast released the last time. Like man, those were those are some troubling times, man. Troubling times. Definitely. Anyway, all right, say goodbyes. Bye guys, thanks for tuning in and always thank you so much for your support. Yep. And I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a kingdomheartsunion.com production.